0: I never did. I never I never oh, really? picked up the reefer. Uh I have done it, but I it's not it's nothing. it's not a habit that I've ever like picked up. Yeah. So like I was really my mom would have uh are both of y'all seniors in college right now?
1: I am uh I am 25. <laughs> oh, you're
0: 25? Okay. Yeah, I am young. It's never or, too late I for I know, education. This weird age. Yeah. That... <laughs> I well I was I was I, I was asking cuz I have younger brothers who are in like college mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My younger brother, like he smokes and he's like, yeah. my mom knows it. My mom would have killed me if I smoked. Oh, like oh. she would have, she would have like straight up threw me through a wall. So I just oh, kind of never, <laughs> not for real, but, yeah, I know. <laughs> but she was, you know, she was, she was tough on that type of thing. And so mm-hmm. I never, I just never picked up the habit. And now that it's like popular and in vogue to be a smoker, I just don't do it.
1: Well, speaking of, uh, things that I do t- to seem cool, uh, let's start the episode. Click.
0: Remember that record that you bought me, like two years ago? Well, I just remembered that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up, just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to it.
1: I've been meaning to listen to it. Why don't you come over and
0: talk about it? Why don't you come over and
1: talk about it? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. And uh, we got a great guest host today, uh coming in from previous episodes and just the guy rising up the ranks in audio editing and mastering and being a cool guy in music. It's Sean Wilkinson. Yay! That's so kind of you to say. Uh what's it called? Like what's new of you? Like what's been going on that's new? Um
2: just trying to get through this semester. Um mm-hmm. and it's I mean, we talked a little bit about it, but it's just a nightmare. And but it's gotten a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, the heat has been out in my apartment for like three weeks now, which oh, no. has been a nightmare and they come like every week to fix it, but they keep ordering the wrong parts and it's oh. driving me up the fucking wall. And oh. yeah, so that's annoying. And people keep telling me like, oh, you should ask for like reduced rent or complain about it. And it's just not in my nature. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I can't do that. Like I would love free rent. That would help me out. A ton right now, but
1: okay. I... Here, like I'll be the I'll be the landlord, like here to fix you. So you, we can practice together, okay? okay? So I'll be the landlord, and then you be you. So so here we go. Hello, I'm the landlord. Are you coming to my place? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, hello, hello. Do you want? Uh, what do you need? Do you want, do you want me to not? I ordered the wrong parts. So I messed up. Uh,
2: that's hey man, that's. No, no big deal. Um, it's a little, it's kind of annoying. Could you, can I get like a little bit off the rent? Cause I'm cold.
1: No. Well, that wasn't very good. Like you, so like, that there's the problem right there. Like, um, I mean, they could like, that's just, I don't know. I, I'm not
2: like, I'm not aggressive at restaurants. I can't like, mm. I don't know. Like the maintenance teams, they could like literally like, they could be like, you want heat. And then they could drop a like lit match on my floor. And
1: I'd be like, thank you. <laughs> and so but
2: yeah other than that life's pretty swell
1: um well uh speaking of which um we got a great guest today and uh you might know him from as a writer on brooklyn 99 and uh you know the eric andre show you might know him as the host of the flagrant ones and just the podcast luminary in general you also might know him as just like a fun chill dude uh, it's Carl Tart, everybody!
0: Yay! <laughs> go back to, I, I need you to go back to, uh, Sean's door and knock on it hand okay, okay. as his, as his uh, landlord. And Sean, you answer the door. Okay. 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 Knock, 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 knock. Hello, landlord. Hello,
1: it's me, Dr. Landlord. Oh, that's... Sean, who's at the door? Oh,
2: it's just, it's my landlord who happened to, I guess, apparently just got his doctorate. Um, good.
0: I've been meaning to talk to you, landlord. I've been meaning to uh, talk to you.
1: Oh, no. This Hello. apartment is
0: cold. We're in here freezing. Uh, do, you, uh, have, do you know what a, what, a, what a frozen slum is called? No, I don't know what it's called. It's called sludge. Okay? Oh. It's cold in here. Sean and I are cold. I'm his new roommate. And we're oh, mad. No. <laughs> now, I was, Sean? I was,
1: well, I was about to, like, you know, I was about to, like, uh, throw this lit match on the floor. If like, you, maybe if, that, if that if that you do it, I'll pour gasoline help.
0: on it and burn this whole building down.
1: Oh no! That we, need bad for we need real heat. We need real heat. That is bad for my assets. Um, well, I gotta, what? I, I gotta go back to my doctor job. Goodbye.
2: Ah. Wait, Carl. You Thank would, you. if he threw a match on the floor, you would, you would add fuel to the fire. I would add fuel to the fire. That
1: I, seems worse.
0: Like <laughs> yeah, it would that would exacerbate <laughs> the problem. It would absolutely be it. worse. <laughs> it wouldn't be good. <laughs> How you guys doing? Thanks for Hi. having me.
1: I'm a, I'm legit like um, you know I'm a little nervous but like this is like you've been very kind up to this point so this is this is great. <laughs> well, I get mean from uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh Carl, like uh, something I wanted to ask you uh, is in this record, LMA has this whole bit about you know, e she kind of spells her name and makes an acronym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, ease for motion, a roller coaster, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, you know, what the acronym for your name would be. Like, you know, like the, you know, C-A-R-L-C-A-R-T, no, uh, C A R L T R T A R T. Yeah, yeah. So I, Cart, I've never.
0: Cart Trant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, what would be the acronym like to like describe yourself like because
0: like yeah c, to get to know you a little better c hmm? is for cookie and that's good enough for me <laughs> Good. a is for apple pie which i eat a la mode r oh i do love a la mode yeah yeah r is for uh roll doll whose books i read as a kid uh mm-hmm. l is for lucky lucky to be on this podcast T T is for time, which I am pressed for. We have five minutes. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. A is for apricot, which I like dried. Uh, Mm -hmm. R, same as the other one, is for uh, roll, like Scooby-Doo would say. And Mm -hmm. T is for uh, truck, which is what I drive. Very nice. Wow, you drive a truck. (laughs) Yeah, I drive a truck.
1: Wow, I feel like I know everything about. I feel like I know everything there is to know about you, like based on that, like I just like a full holistic picture of Carl Tart the man Um, from my from my
0: acronym. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, like truly. Um, So uh, another question I want to ask you is just like, what is your? I got I got to I got to hear a little bit of it on this particular record. Is very important to me uh your your guest episode on that, which is very good. what is your relationship to music like from you know starting out to now like how has that like evolved and changed over the years
0: uh so i love it i love uh-huh. i love music uh I, I would say my favorite type of music is r b uh my mom is well I have a young mom and but she didn't really play rap when I was growing up. And so I just fell in love with R&B, like old school R&B and new R&B. My mom always liked that type of stuff. That's like always been my favorite. I like to mm-hmm. sing a little bit. I like to, uh, I like rap music and I like uh, country music and mm-hmm. I like classic rock music. That's, I would say that I got into classic rock, like once the streaming sites kind of came out, once I like mm-hmm. got Spotify when I was like 19 or so, whenever that came out. Mm-hmm. And then I like, I, I. I played music growing up. I'm a piano player and a saxophone player. I do a little production. Wow. Uh, and uh, I I didn't practice it though because I was too focused on uh I was too focused on playing basketball and stuff. But even that is a musical thing. Uh I I think music is like the true like universal language even beyond math. And math is very involved in music. Uh, but I've, I think it's like, it really sets a mood. It's, it's crazy to be able to like, like when somebody's sad, like, yeah, you can watch your favorite movie, but you still might be sad. Like music can really change your mood. I think music mm. is so powerful in the way of like how you ever see those videos on YouTube of like old people with Alzheimer's, like listening to a song, like they haven't like spoken in five years and then yes, listen to yes. a song from their childhood, and they're just like, oh, this is this. And they, like, immediately you know, like, jo- like its music is so powerful. And I think it, it, like, really, like, can take you back. Like, there are times where I'm, like, driving in the car and just, like, playing a random playlist, and a song will come on that I haven't heard, you know, since I was 16 years old. And it was, like, a really popular song that year. And I haven't heard it since then. And I'm, like, fumbling through. And, like, once I start to, like, remember the words of it, now, me and my me and my cousin were driving recently, and we were listening to Nicki Minaj's High School. And I have completely forgotten about that song, but I liked it when it came out. And I was, like, fumbling through and, like, you know, like, saying, like, the end of sentences and the end of phrases and stuff. And I was like, man, I forgot about this song. And then, like, I go, like, a week where it's just on repeat, just, like, remembering. <laughs> but so, like, yeah, music, man, music, uh inseparable if you will like it's that, that sounds all this sounds cliche and stuff but i really believe no. in the power of like music sure and no matter what people's ah. musical taste is even if it doesn't uh coincide with your musical taste i think it still makes people feel a certain way in a way that they want to feel so like i don't like black metal but the person who <laughs> does love black metal more power to them but don't yeah like don't crap on me for like in r&b you know like it's like yeah we get the same feeling from different music you know that's the thing like i used to back in
2: middle school man i used to like think i was so cool because that was when i discovered like you know all the classic like like the beatles and stuff and i was really Mm -hmm. listening to them and i remember one specific instance where (laughs) i had just heard mumford and son's first album and i was Mm -hmm. like oh this is so different like there's nothing like this and i was like really talking it up and people like my friends didn't care. Um, but there was one kid in class who was... We were got into a d- debate about Mumford & Sons versus Metallica. And I was like, no, man, Metallica sucks. Like, Mumford & Sons is like... <laughs> dude, they got a banjo. Like, it's it's so good. Like, and looking back, I'm like, what a...
1: How many, s- how many banjos does Metallica have? Yeah, exactly. Uh. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, this. looking back, I'm just like, it's so stupid. Like, just to... I mean, even outside of music, like you said, just to make fun of someone for like something they like,
0: yeah, like it's yeah, as long as it's not hurting nobody else, yeah. Like, there's no reason mm-hmm. to now nah, if, if 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 something that you like is uh, really stupid and racist and homophobic well, and all that type of stuff, then yeah, make fun of them, yeah. <laughs> make them feel terrible mm-hmm. for liking that. But uh, other if if it's not hurting anybody, like what you're gonna like, don't yuck anybody's young. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: like you're not you're not you're not going to get anything out of it like there's no there's no point for you to do it
0: i got into a debate on twitter one time with this dude was he was like i'm a real drummer and i think hip like hip-hop music is bad because it doesn't take any effort i'm like you know you still have to have an like even if all your music is done on the on the computer let's take like uh what's his name dj uh, martin garrix Mm -hmm. i was watching him produce a song and edm is not for me I don't love it, but I can also respect that it's, you know, still real, you know, yeah. and yeah. good, like good to people. Like, I mean, clearly that dude's a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. He's selling out a re- like stadiums, like right. like professional <laughs> soccer and football stadiums uh, to play his music. And he doesn't even know how to play the piano, I don't think. Or like he doesn't use a, a controller. He, he only just sure. sits in front of his computer and manipulates the program. Right. He still has to have, have an ear to do that. It still has to sound mm-hmm. good. He still has to know what sounds good and what matches with what and what rhythm is. And, like, it's still – like, that's still a skill. And just because that guy is a real drummer, in quotes, like, that doesn't take away from what the, what Martin Garrix does. Like, it's just right. different skill sets.
1: And it's, a, it's like a different way to get to the same thing ultimately. Just yeah. Like, you know, creating joy or, like, you know, creating – eliciting an emotion or accessing something. Just yeah. like – yeah, you know, I use a computer to do it, and I use an actual piano. Like
0: it's really, who cares? Yeah, you know, now, you it's know. cool when people can play, but like, yeah, it's also, yeah, who cares, man? Who who <laughs> cares? <laughs> and that's the thesis
1: of the show: who cares? Yeah. Um, but like, uh, let's get into uh, LMA herself. So you wanted to talk about LMA. Uh, we you initially wanted to talk about Ariana Grande? Oh um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, like, uh, really quickly before we get into LMA, like, what is, you, like, what are your thoughts on
0: Ariana Grande? I like her. I like Ariana's music. Uh, it's, it's pretty like, hip-hop driven. I like mm-hmm. her voice a lot. My cousin says she sounds like she's, <laughs> when she sings, it sounds like she's on the phone. You know how when somebody's like, too busy to talk, like, like she's, it sounds like she's, like, got the phone on between her <laughs> shoulder and her ear, and she's, uh, like, doing something in the kitchen. Uh, that's really funny uh really funny uh way to describe that I, I laughed about that for a long time but I like yeah. I like her I think she's got a good ear I don't know I don't know if she's picking her beats or if somebody else is picking them I don't know who's writing her songs like that but whoever her team is has created like they they do things that fit her voice and yeah. I like I like the new album quite a bit
1: since we couldn't do Ariana Grande uh you wanted to do May. like so what made you want to choose LMA as your
0: uh, artists this week. Well, I was trying to think of, of artists that I had listened to their whole album in its entirety, like, and multiple times where I could speak uh, speak on it. Like, holy, you said you listened to the other podcast I was on. I talked about Pretty Ricky. That was me, you know, mm-hmm. when I was a 15 year old. Uh, but, and I, the other one I was thinking was like, I'm sure you guys have already done 24 Karat Magic. I have not, we have not. That would be cool. Like, oh, yeah, but yeah like, I, I'll come back for that okay. <laughs> don't, let any, don't let anybody else do it uh oh yeah no, yeah i really this was the one that popped into my head because i think i was listening to a song or it had come up recently and i was like oh, i listened to that album uh, like i when i when you said no ariana grande i was like oh who else have i listened to It's kind of like oh May. like i i, I mm-hmm. listened to that album a ton and i really like her voice i really like her style and she's yeah. a part of the new british invasion i think uh, and I like the whole album. It was a, it was a, uh, like I like mustard a lot. I'm from the West Coast, and he represents like our kind of comeback to music, because for a while, especially L.A., like specifically, L.A.'s hmm. comeback to music, kind of he represents a big part of that because he kind of created the sound that he created was kind of like an updated version of early '90s yeah. uh, hip hop. And that coming out of LA and he kind of created a, a new version of it with artists like YG and people like that, you know? And so I really like his stuff. And this was like listening to this album. It was really cool to see him kind of spread his wings and kind of show his versatility as a producer. And cause these yeah. songs are really dope and they're like, you know, a lot more complicated than some of the beats that he made for like, you know, YG that are just like party hits.
1: Uh, a little background on, uh, you know, um, DJ mustard and, uh, uh, LMA's like relationship, I guess, is like, uh, so DJ Mustard's girlfriend LMA had like fifteen minute, fifteen second like clips on Instagram. She did like fifteen second covers, and DJ Mustard's girlfriend like said, Hey, check this out. And DJ Mustard was like, Oh, I don't know. And then he like checked it out intentionally and then was like, Oh, this this girl's got it and I wanna work with her. And that mm-hmm. basically like kind of started their like Working relationship, which is kind of crazy. Just like you know, just like kind of an algorithm, like putting two people like together, which is really. I was wondering because I'd never
2: heard I'd never heard of DJ Mustard or LMA before, so I was wondering like how they kind of got or how she I guess got her start. But uh, Mm -hmm. no, that's just it's so crazy to think that like you can you can just go like to fame like that just from like accidentally. Being discovered on Instagram or something like that. Yeah,
0: I think she was on The Voice over in London too. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the, the X
1: Factor. Of... X Factor, yes. Cool. She I was part know. of like a small group called Arise, and those three people, and she only got to the second round. Wasn't um, that like
0: the same type of thing put together that that broke uh, One Direction? I think that I think it was X Factor.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, like um, LMA, uh, this is her debut record. What do you feel are like the themes? and the takeaways from this record for you guys.
0: The takeaway for me was like how old school it sounded and how Mm. it felt like a 90s R&B album just with the whole like name acronym thing, like, which I thought was kind of cheesy at first. But then once I realized like, oh, they were really trying to do that on purpose, trying to make it sound like something a little bit old school. I I heard, so what made me want to listen to the album at first was I heard Boot Up on like a playlist, like a new music playlist, like three years ago. And I was, trying, I was like, "What is this song? Like, it sounds like everything about this song sounds old school, like, which is probably the, you know, like one of the best like decades for R and B was the '90s. And this sounds like so '90s, but it also sounds like more modern. And then I found out it was a mustard record, and I was like, "Oh man, who is this person? So I can't wait until they come out with an album. And then they they were putting out mixtapes and stuff, and I liked a lot of the songs on the mixtapes. And then the album came out, I was like, oh, "I'm really excited to check this out." The whole thing is kind of like her discovering herself, kind of, and her, like, going through these waves with dating and stuff like that. The typical R&B type stuff, like love songs and stuff like that. But I, I really like it. Yeah. I mean,
2: pretty much what you said. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of just a, a chronicle of, like, her relationships and how she's grown from them and such. I hate to, like, because, Carl, I'm a big fan, big fan of you. And I'm kind of relying like on what you guys you are, are roommates, you know, yeah, go, <laughs> we're, we're roommates. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I'm kind of relying on you to change my mind on the record because I wasn't, like, the biggest fan of it. And we'll get into, like, why and stuff. But I don't know. I mean, but, like, what you said about the, like, acronym and stuff, like, mm-hmm. that you kind of changed. I already changed my mind on that because I was like, that's
0: so cheesy. Like, yeah, I, I always hate, like, old, spoken it's, word. it's like an homage. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. But it's a tribute it's, to, like, you ever listen to Writings on the Wall, Destiny's Child album? Oh. I, th- I don't know if that's the record I've heard. It probably is. But how do you how do you guys feel about R&B music?
1: I I like it. I like I think like uh what's it called? Like Whitney, I don't know, if Whitney's like R&B like Yeah, I, Whitney's R&B. Like, okay, okay. I love Whitney Houston. She's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um Whitney the titular Whitney records like so good. Like all the songs are so incredible. Um I like Brandy a lot, you know. I like uh you know, uh, Frank Ocean in terms of, like, new R&B a little mm-hmm. bit. I think he's incredible. Um, but I think it's, like, I was super into R&B in high school. I was super into it. And then nowadays I'm a little less because there are definitely, like, artists like Frank Ocean or whoever who are, like, kind of, like, doing a new thing with R&B or just, mm-hmm. like, kind of taking the name of R&B and just expanding on it to, like, bend genres and stuff. But, like, I think these days, like, straight R&B, unless it's done so... Impeccably like Whitney does it. I'm kind of like a little less interested in you know just sure. like the genre of just like this is I'm doing R and B and that's it. Like I'm a little less interested if it's not something like that's like blowing my head off. I guess
0: mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Yeah. You don't like R and B, No,
2: I wouldn't say I don't. I don't. I don't like it. I just. It, I don't know. I never seek it out really. Yeah. Um, and I. I kind of get into a thing where like I find like one album or one artist that I really like and I listen to him for a long period of time. And so sometimes it's hard for me to like venture out and find new things. But no, like if there's if there's a certain like R&B album or something that's presented to me, like I'll probably enjoy it. But yeah, I don't know. A lot of I don't, I don't know how much I should get into this record already, but like,
1: I don't know. You can do whatever you want. Uh, (laughs)
2: uh, No, I don't know. A lot of it just felt very like, I don't want to say one dimensional, but like a lot of the tracks felt very similar. I mean, which is like good because I like, you know, consistency through a record, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. A lot of it just felt kind of flat for me. There were some standouts for sure, but I don't, I don't know. It just felt kind of
0: like, I guess, monotone to me a little bit. She's not the most dynamic singer, I tell you that much. But what I like the most about this is just the writing and the production. I think what mm-hmm. stood out from me. Sure. Like I really liked almost every song on the album. I don't think she's the most dynamic singer. I also, I have a bit of an issue with, and forgive me if this is a, a nationalist, but <laughs> with the British invasion thing happening when there's so many... <laughs> When there's so many like American girls who can like sing these girls under the table, and mm-hmm. but every like American producer like I gotta go over to London and get me a new girl, <laughs> and it's like no you don't. I'm sure there's some girl in like Atlanta <laughs> right. who's great, right? Like mm-hmm. and who's like, but so I I'm I'm not like oh my god, LMA's voice is blowing my mind. No, I just like the production on the albums. Also, sure. Again, I th- this was the first thought. but I do like this. I don't know if I can convince you is what my point is. (laughs) I don't know if I can convince you to like it because it it is, I I get how you would think it's like, you know, kind of cheesy and kind of, I would say the same thing, but I just, I really like the production on it. I think the production is great. I think if you're not familiar with mustard's work either, then you probably won't see it as like, Oh, this is a real big change from what he's normally doing. Sure. But, uh, He's
1: definitely like mustard is definitely like you know because I'm familiar with some of his stuff and like I never heard heard him do like an R and B track though like I usually hear him like do you know uh rap tracks yeah so like to hear him like it's still like there's some mustardisms in there yeah just you could, you could kind of tell it's him but also him like kind of branching out a little bit too is kind of cool yeah um but yeah like what we're like uh to speak on what your guys are saying a little bit like. The, you know, the spelling out of they she literally spells out the themes kind of like just Mm -hmm. like emotion, you know, love, lust. uh, What's it called? Uh, uh, Assertive, mystery, aware and uh, inner something. Yeah, I think it's inner. So like, um, yeah, she literally I kind of like that a little bit of just like her literally just like giving a little bit of context before just like going into a song. Just a little just like I feel like that's all you really need. Because, like, there are a lot of genius pages that just, like, you know, you know, genius, like, videos are just, like, the artist going, yeah. So this line was about this, and this was a reference to that. It's just, like, you're kind of ruined. To me, that kind of ruins the song if you just, like, explain it. Mm -hmm. And this is, so this is the way you read it, you know. That's the only way you can read it. So I like that. Um, So it is, yes, it's a lot about just, like, it's titled Ella May you know, her name. Like, and this is her debut record. So, like, there's, like, this bit of, like, you know, a takeaway is just, like, this is a holistic view of her. This is, like, you know, all the things she's kind of thinking about and working through, and she's packaged it up to deliver to you in this record. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, about love and about just, like, you know, her, you know, just, like, her stories with relationships and stuff. But, like, uh, the thing to note about this record is, like, she was like by, you know, when she was promoting this record, she was like, she kind of came out of this like single, like she's like, but in 2018, when she was promoting it, she was single. So like, I think on some level, it's like also in some ways, like aspirational a little bit of just like, she's talking about her experiences. She's talking about like, this is my experience with this, you know, relationship and how it was good or bad or whatever. And then it's also like, This is what I kind of, you know, boot up and like uh, naked and easy is kind of like, oh, this is what I want. This is what I want to have and to give, you know. So, yeah, let's those are some of the themes. Uh, We'll get into it some more and we'll hopefully convince uh, Sean uh, (laughs) to love this record uh, for it to be his favorite record of all time. And uh Yeah, uh, a, that'll so, take some convincing.
0: Uh, I'll have to convince myself of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's take a quick break and uh, get back to LMA's LMA with Carl Tart and Sean Wilkinson. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> and we're back here of LMA's uh, record that we're talking about with Carl and Sean. That was a mess. I thought you were going to say we're here with LMA. I was like, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Uh Yeah, so uh, we're here with uh, Sean and Sean and Carl here to talk about LMA. Uh, let's go through. Some, what would you like to go through first? Like highlights or lowlights? Uh, that's up to
0: you, man. This is your show.
1: <laughs> Ugh, I wanted to abdicate responsibility. Um, let's uh, go through some highlights. Let's let's us um, uh right. Let's go through lowlights. Let's let's. Uh, I want to hear Sean's like you know lowlights and stuff. So <laughs> um, and then like we'll like convert him at the end of the show. Um, <laughs> so what is your? What are some songs? Or moments or parts of this record that were lowlights for you? Uh, Either of you. Well, I mean, like I
2: said, the the whole, like, um, you know, the spelling of her name and stuff I initially thought was kind of cheesy because it reminded me of, like, when you're kind of, like, bullshitting a paper that you have to write, and you're, <laughs> you start off the paper where you're like, Webster's Dictionary defines Blink as blah, 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 blah. And uh-huh, it, I don't know, uh-huh. it kind of reminded me of that, but... I guess looking at it as an homage to the nineties is a, is a better way to look at it.
1: Um, the first one's guilty of that. Like, cause it's literally like emotion. It's the definition of blah, blah, blah. But like the other ones are kind of more poetic, like stanzas and stuff like that, like of like pre-written things. Sure. Um, so if she went like love when your heart beats forth out of thine chest, if she did that, I would feel the same sure. way. Um, <laughs> But yeah. But I also too like
2: the the opening track. I felt like I, I don't know. It just felt a little like weak for an opening track for me. Um sure. And then I heard Dangerous, the next song, and I was like, oh, I feel like that should have been the opening track for me because I f- it, I felt like it was more exciting and pulled me in a little bit more. So that's the one mm-hmm. I skipped to. Uh, Dangerous. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. It's just it just felt a lot more exciting to me. I don't know.
0: Uh, yeah. Dangerous was produced by this dude named Brian Michael Cox, who's been like a great R&B producer for years and years, and he's he knows what he's doing behind the boards. Uh, <laughs> I like that one. That's the one I skip to when I turn on the album. Yeah.
1: yeah. So let's quickly talk about like good, bad, and that's just like a big criticism I have with this record is to me the lyricism isn't that strong. Like to me personally, um, I think like this is this song like. central metaphor of like there's some interesting ideas here of just like there's a level of intimacy when you kind of see someone in a bad mood when you kind of let someone see you be grumpy you know like so like when you know someone well enough like they kind of trust you to kind of be like a little like
0: leave
1: me alone like you know you don't do that to a stranger really
0: um so (laughs) I think what um, what she's kind of saying in this song is she's she's even talking about it kind of she's being childish in the relationship mm. whereas like, I'm mad, but I'm not going to act like you made me mad, but I'm going to act like you didn't make me mad. And I'm going to like, it's, it's, it's silly. I think, I think she's like playing into her youth in this.
1: And just like the, the simplest, like, yeah. Like just because I'm in a bad mood doesn't mean I'm mad at you, yeah. you know, but I still get bad for you, which is good. So it's just like, that's like, there's not like, first of all, like just like the, the tact of the lyricism isn't really there in the song. It's just, like, pretty much switching good-bad. It's bad that I'm good, bad-good, blah-blah-blah. Like, it doesn't... The tact of the lyricism, It like... It doesn't have to be, like... I don't think a lyric... To be lyrical, you have to use big words or whatever like that. To, like, you know... But sometimes, like, the lyrics in these records are so, like, opaque and so, like, just... They are what they are, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's there's no, like... Even if there is some sort of metaphor, it just leads directly to what it means. Like, there's no, like, interpretation or anything like that. And I I mean, I think Um, that can be really effective.
2: But I guess for me, like, I I enjoy songs that you can interpret a few different ways. And I don't know, a lot of these songs were just, like, pretty straightforward, which is cool. Like, no, like, you know, no, no shade. But uh, like Ariana's song, I have sex and it's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you have to agree with it, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I agree. Some of the, sometimes the writing felt a little almost too stale, but I think at other times it works really well. Like a uh, um, uh, oh shoot, uh, wow, why can I not think of this? Boot up. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's such a, it's almost like a. It's I don't know. It's kind of a childish song. I felt like, but. It worked really well. Like, the chorus is so, like, bubblegummy, like, sweet, like, but I don't know. There was something about it that was, like, it's really infectious, and it gets stuck in your head. And it's very simple, but I felt like it was very effective.
1: I think that song, like, I think the other problem with this so- some of these songs is they're very, like, and maybe it's just, like, my problem with R&B in general is, like, the songs, even though they're four minutes at max, they feel long, you know, because... <laughs> there's not a lot of variety with some of these songs. It's just like so dangerous has a lot of like variety of just like the, she changes her, the vocal, like, uh, you know, the melody line for like the verse, the chorus, the pre-chorus, the post-chorus, those are all different. And it's interesting to listen to and it morphs. And it's like a really, um, dynamic song, but like boot up or, um, trip or closer, they feel like, even though they're four minutes, it just feels like, oh, she's still saying boot up, boot up. Like, she's still, like, she's still doing
0: it. It's interesting. You know, I turned on, one time I went and got a, a, a cryo a cryogenic bath uh, mm-hmm. to, like, help with some uh, some sports aches. I played a lot of football for a lot of years, and now that I'm getting older, it's coming back to haunt me. And so I went and got some cryotherapy, and they were like, turn on the song, and you're supposed to stay in here for this long, You're supposed to stay in here for two minutes or so and uh, or four minutes or something like that. So turn on the song. And I say, I know boot up is four minutes and I can sing the whole song. And by the time boot up is over, I get to get out of this freezer. I was in a freezer mm-hmm. completely. I had, And so it doesn't feel that long to me. I have a question for you, Andrew. Uh, oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, what is your what is your go to style of music?
1: These days I like, um, I love pop. I love like, uh, I love a lot of like modern, like, uh, female pop vocalists that I've been enjoying a lot lately. Also like, um, I like a lot of hip hop. I like a lot of like, uh, some R and B stuff. Um, just like, um, Childish Gambino, like, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, oh. just, uh, Yeah. I like some of Chance's stuff. So he's kind of like that. He's like kind of like a pop rap guy these days. Like and like uh, and like coloring book is very pop rap. And like so I kind of like um, I like music. That's like very like that's very like uh, propel propulsive. You know, I like music that's very just like, oh, this is like making me move. This is making me this is energizing me through the day Mm -hmm. of some in some. So I think that's like. In some of these songs, it's kind of like, oh, this kind of making me a little sleepy. <laughs> like, oh yeah, so you just kinda... don't
0: like slower? Like,
1: I'm, I'm, like, I like a slow song. I just, th- I just think, like, I don't know. It's like, interesting because you keep be saying this it. thing
0: about uh, R and B makes you like it, you get you think R and B gets too repetitive and things. I'm, and I'll be willing to argue that most genres of music get pretty repetitive, sure, sure, especially when somebody find finds a formula that they're sure. like. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember back in, like, 2014, you mentioned the Muffet and Sons. Mm -hmm. And I remember back then, there was, like, five different groups that had a song where in the chorus they were going, hey! Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Hey! (laughs) And I couldn't tell the difference between any of them. Yeah. I I
1: see what you mean. of just like, yes, like, there's there's formula in music. Yeah. Um, But also, like, I like when songs, you know... When there's like the verse chorus, verse chorus, like formula or whatever. I like when they go back to the chorus the last time or the second time, they change something. Or like they add, they layer vocals or like, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe they add a chorus or something like that. Or maybe the beat changes or the instrumentation changes. Mm -hmm. Like some, so like, even though it's like, it's like surprise you. It's like that, you know, formula with like, you know, comedy or just like surprise it's like surprising but inevitable, you know, yeah, kind of yeah, that yeah. thing. So yeah, I don't know. Um, well, that's what that's what I liked about uh, what was it called, Cheap Shot, because
2: the chorus and that it kind of oh. switches to that like trap beat, and I was like, oh, this is really like it's a, it was a nice change of just a nice change up, you know. So
1: yeah, Carl, do you have like a low light song though, like a, a song or two that you don't are kind of like on the lower echelon of enjoyment for you?
0: Yeah, I would say Good Bad is one. I don't love sauce. Uh, I get its appeal, but I don't. I don't love it. Uh, cheap shot. I may skip through sometimes, but I, I also will listen to. it. I listened to it today, and I was like, "Oh, I, I, I should give that another chance." And I don't. I don't like uh, naked. I don't like the acoustic oh. situation. <laughs> I kind. I kind of uh, like that one. <laughs> 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 I can tell the differences uh, in our tastes.
1: Sauce is like you know. I think it's like. There's a fun central metaphor of, like, too much sauce in the food. Like, I am, like... I can be a lot, you know? So yeah. it's like, you know, I can be intense. I can be a lot. But then, like, just, like, I'm not quite registering what the... the the how, Piecing the song together. I'm not quite registering. Like, I'm good without you, but I'm fucking with you regardless. Just, like, the idea of, like, you know, I I'm good on my own, but I like being with you. Then... But I'm intense. Like, let me know if there's... It, it feels... I'm not quite registering how those two ideas go together, really. Um, but the, the call and response is fun, and there's a fun, bouncy beat. I kind of like that.
0: I, I get it, though. I mean, once you like... Listen, guys. I'm 31 years old. <laughs> I've been dating for a while. So I kind of get... I think that's another thing, too, is like, this reminds me of my mid-20s. It reminds me of being 26. Like just people just being immature in situations, I feel like, and I feel like it kind of like encompasses that era. I might be a little old to be listening to this album, but it was also like, I I, I kind of get what she's saying. Again, I'm not trying to sit here and act like this is no, God's no, no, no. gift to music, but it just was just fun. It's just fun. Some some things sure. were just fun.
1: By the way, that makes me feel a little better that like I'm twenty-five and you saying like people are immature at twenty six makes me feel a little better. Oh yeah, um, we, we all I'm yeah. still
0: immature at thirty one. There's still things that I do that I'm like, look, I don't have a dining room table. If you can see back there, that's not a dining room table. That's turntables. Can't eat on those. Oh.
1: A slow light for me is whatchamacall I think the song ah! Like let's put aside <laughs> the ah! Chris Brown of it all. <laughs> let's put aside the Chris Brown of it all like of just like um so I listened to a Breakfast Club interview with uh LMA on this Mm -hmm. song you know and Charlemagne was being so annoying but like um he was just like being so inappropriate and so unprofessional but like the idea of just like LMA's like hey just don't think about it too hard you know don't think about it too hard it's not supposed to be serious it's not supposed to be like a whole thing yeah um and then, which Charlie is what I'm Minnes. saying too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's totally fair. And like, I will say about this whole record, this is a great record for me to like drive around, you know, doing errands and stuff, and like to study to, or like you know to like do other work too. I think this is like because it it's a great to like kind of turn your brain off a little bit to just like be background music, because it is like you know propulsive and whatever, like not propulsive, but like you know kind of like if I'm just like looking listening to a record like this like hmm i get a little bored you know mm-hmm. um but if i'm just like when the record at its best it lulls you of just like into a, this hypnotic trance of just like oh i like being in this pocket i like being in this area and then when the song's over I'm like oh man that was fun like i like when i'm in that mode i enjoy the record but with it again like putting aside chris brown this whole thing of just like L- L- LMA is saying like, Hey, don't think about it. Don't think about the message of it. And Charlemagne's like, yeah, but like, you know, when you cheat on someone, you don't call it a watch call it. You don't like, you don't like, you know, that's not a nice thing to say. What if someone cheated on you and thought it was like, kind of just like dismiss it. And she'd be like, I'd be upset. It's like, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's just like, um, so I think it's like, it's not that like, I don't mind. I like songs that you just don't think about, you know? But it's also like, if you think about it for one second, it like falls apart. Like it, it's like, um, just like the moral implications of it are just like I don't. Again, I don't care. You know, I don't really care. Like people cheat and it's fine. Um, But like, it's also
0: (laughs) Andrews
1: like you care. I don't know. It's just like uh, I also just feel like like to talk about Chris Brown briefly. It's just like. He's profiting off of his like kind of bad boy persona, like Mm -hmm. just like kinda like Mel Gibson does and kinda like just like like oh he's dangerous, like, oh, you know. And that's like, you know, that's like the unfortunate part of the whole thing. So what do you guys think of this song? I don't know. I'm
2: not super into R and B, so I don't know too much about this Chris Brown guy. (laughs) But he seems like he seems like a real
1: (laughs) stand-up fellow. Oh (laughs) there was like in the you ever seen the office, like Chris Brown played at Jim and (laughs) Pam's wedding.
0: I I like the song. I think it's a, uh, a DJ mustard, like a typical DJ mustard type beat in it. I think it's a fun party Mm -hmm. song. I have been at parties where it's come on and it's fun. One thing that we can't say about Chris Brown music wise is that he is, he's got a great ear. So he, he helped write this song and he, it's good. uh, It sounds great. Like, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah, no, he's, he's, he knows what he's doing. Music wise. But I, I yeah, I, when you think, when you press somebody about the song, which like what Charlamagne was doing, which because it's, it's his job, quote unquote, to do that. Uh, you know, I think I'm, now that I think about it, I don't think I listen to lyrics as much as I should. Like, <laughs> like I, I think I listen to rap lyrics harder because that's what it's about. It's about mm-hmm. the lyrics most of the time. But it, with R&B and stuff, it's like something to sing along to. And it's got a great beat. The beat is awesome. I think it's the best. I think it's one of the best, better beats on the album. Sure. And like I said, it's a mustard. Like if you're from the West Coast and you and you're my age, like grew up in the mustard years. If your formative twenties was between 2010 and 2020, like you you know kind of his style because you that was that was those are my clubbing days. You know. So it's like he's mm-hmm. been like the soundtrack growing up in L.A. He's been a soundtrack to my when I first was able to go to the club and now sure. that I'm like, I'm probably not going to go to the club much anymore. Because Corona's probably never going to die in the clubs, even when the vaccine mm-hmm. comes out.
1: Okay, so let's go through some highlights. Let's th- let's talk about some songs we like. Uh, once again, I think uh, Dangerous is great. Dangerous is a great song. She kind of sounds like Beyonce in some parts. Yeah, I think like the, the central message of the song is really cool. Just like, yeah, like it's, I'm finally willing to, put myself in quote unquote danger of just like, Oh, this, like, you know, entering a new relationship, being in love again is scary, but I'm finally willing in a place where I'm willing to do that because I just want it all. I just want, you know, I just want to hold, I just want to hold this person and you know, you helped me put myself together and hoping again. And I think that's really beautiful. So, that's a song I really like. Yeah.
2: Well, when you mentioned, yeah. like, her, um, her sounding like, like Beyonce, and then that kind of goes back to, like, I don't know. I feel like she, she has a really beautiful voice, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of the songs, I don't know. I got the impression she was, like, holding back, or I felt like there could have been more she could have done vocally. Um, sure. But, no, I just, I mean, she has a really nice voice, but I guess I would have yeah. liked to see... I don't know. It kind of goes back to that being like a little monotone again. I mean, it's still super sweet to listen to. Like she's got a super sweet voice. So
1: easy is the one where I like, Oh, she was on a singing competition. You know, she was, she like was on a singing competition and she was chosen because of how good she was at Mm -hmm. singing. Like easy. Wait, not yeah. yeah. easy is the one where it's just like, where it's just, like, her flexing, her just, like, showing off she can sing. And
2: and so, for, I completely agree. And then that's where I felt, too, like, it felt a little overproduced. Like, I, I would have loved if it was just her and, like, the piano. Like, I feel like she would have really shined. But, I don't know, it just felt a little too overproduced for me. But,
1: I... I like easy's uh, one. My highlight. I I do wish. Um, I I get what you are saying. Of just like I wish there was like just a piano ballad, but I wish they just like there was just another piano ballad on the record. You know. Sure. But I like this. I like this being a grandiose, and the message of the song is really great because it's like the idea of like love should be easy. Of just like love in of itself is a wonderful thing. It's other stuff like depression, anxiety, fear all that stuff that makes it hard. And then it's also just like the, the message of, you know, it's a privilege to be that for some, it's not just a privilege to receive it. It's a privilege to be that for someone. And also just my thought of just every, almost every song is better for a choir. Like that, that's well, just what I feel. And I mean, I like, should, that's just how I feel. I shouldn't say
2: like, I, I felt like what I was saying was, I felt like it came across like I didn't like it. I liked the song. Um no, no, no. and I thought like the vocal harmonies were really great, um. But yeah, I just felt like it would have for the message she was trying to get across, like please be easy with my heart and stuff like that. I just felt like it would have been sure. a little more powerful as like a ballad. But
1: I get you. I actually do understand. I I liked it, but like I get you what you I get what you mean. Carl, do you have any other any any highlight any other highlights you want to yes. like, kind of get through? <laughs> yeah,
0: shot clock is a jam. Mm-hmm. That's I love lot. that one. I love the subject matter. Uh, cause mm-hmm. it's a basketball reference yeah, mm-hmm. and gut feeling is,
1: ones on Patreon.
0: <laughs> I love, and I love, uh, uh, gut feeling like her is great. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, I do like so her. Yeah. And, they sound so good. Yeah. Yeah. Gut feeling is a great, it's a, and that's like a real, like old school R and B song. Like the, what mm-hmm. they did with that from the harmonies and yeah. everything about it, it was just, I really enjoyed that one. Really enjoyed that. So side note, mm-hmm. Carl, what would you say, like, if,
2: if, if someone was really wanting to get into, like, R&B, ah. what are, what's, <laughs> what, what's your, like, go-to, like, album or albums? or Like, you mentioned oh Destiny's Child.
0: Ooh. That's impossible, man. There's been <laughs> so many good ones. That's impossible. If you haven't been listening to R&B now, what are you, 22? 24. <laughs> 24? If you haven't yeah. listened to the R&B 24 years, uh. I don't know what to tell you. I listen yes. to songs here and there, but. Yeah, listen, I mean, here's one thing that I like to do. Uh, this is just a real fun task for me. It's all a part of my YouTube radicalizing. <laughs> you just go to years, like I was born in 1989. <laughs> and I like just go through the years of my life and look at the Billboard charts from those years mm. and see oh, what was popular. Oh,
1: that's a sick. lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and you okay. see like the top, you know, oh, the top 50 songs. It's like 30 minute video. They play like clips from the top videos. And, you know, you get to see how Music has changed over the years. Like in the 90s, grunge was real popular. Yeah. You know, VH1 barely even played black music videos. And then yeah. by 2000, 2001, around Nelly's Dilemma, hip hop music became pop music. And so hip hop and rap were now taking over the charts in the beginnings. Then you notice white artists started to make hip hop and R&B music. Right. For sure. example, yeah. like Ariana Grande now. Or Miley Cyrus went through her face. <laughs> you know, everybody's got a song that's pre, you know produced by Timbaland or something like that. That's like this is a hip hop song that he makes hip hop beats. It's right. a pop song, but it's hip hop or R and B, like uh, Nelly Furtado's "Say It Right," Justin Timberlake, yeah. people like that. And then that, that that music doesn't get credit for being uh, quote unquote R and B, but it is sure like mm-hmm. from the artists that he's working with, from the people who are writing the songs. That's R and B music. So you've been listening to R and B. But yeah, it's uh, I, I don't I, I would say just like go through the chart. It's also fun to see what was like charting in the like, go back. Sure, to yeah. you Yeah. Born. Go back to 1996 and see yeah. like what was popping in 96. That. That's yeah. yeah. I bet you in 96, like Tupac's How Do You Want It was a big song that right. year. Mm. Um, what else was big in 96? I was seven years old. I was young. Yeah, man, go. I think that's the only thing I can tell you is like go back and look at the charts from those times and see what was like really because a lot of those songs, when you think about where they charted, a lot of songs charted very highly on R&B and the Billboard charts. Sure, so they were crossover hits. You know, yeah. you go deeper in R&B, but you also I would even say like get into some seventies R&B. Like, yeah, that was a really huge decade for R&B. Also had some crossover hits those years, but like start start far back. I could get we could do a music history lesson. Oh my god, that would <laughs> yeah. be a 6-hour lesson, man. I, what is your, what would you say? Like- what is you guys is both? What is, I didn't ask you, Sean. What is what is your go-to like if you turn on your iPod, if you getting You live in Chicago? Uh no, I'm in uh like Central Illinois. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So when you when you get on whatever mode of transportation you have in Central Illinois, what are you turning on when you get in just your go-to like I don't want to think about nothing. I just want to get to where I got to go. Mm. I was going to turn on something that I've listened to a bunch and I mean, I do a lot of folk, um, okay. or like, like Joni Mitchell folk or like, I do M- like Joni.
2: I love Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Okay. Joni Mitchell's great. Um, I, I'm really like my favorite band now is this band called big thief. And they're like,
1: mm.
2: yeah, I guess they're like folk more like, more like, like, like big age. queef, big. Sorry. You watch it. Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh that was funny. Um, I'm
1: sorry,
2: <laughs> <Did> you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, yeah, or just like 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 rock. I mean, I like
0: rock. Um, you like uh, Thirty Eight Special? You I know, know the is? name. <laughs> <laughs> you like uh, Orleans?
2: Yeah. Okay. Or I know. I, I like know. No. Again, you know. Well, it's funny. You earlier you mentioned like once streaming services kind of popped up, yeah. you really got into like classic rock and stuff like that. Yeah. I felt like I was kind of the opposite, where like, you know, that's all I, all my parents listened to when I was growing up. And so I had my like fair share of that. And once streaming popped up, I was listening to other stuff. But no, I do like. I mean, I feel like the term alternative rock gets like a bad rap, but I do a lot of that. Um, there's a local record label in like my the town I'm from, and I listen to a lot of albums that come out of there. And that's usually like indie rock or like emo stuff. Uh huh. But yeah, usually it's like like folk or um, I do a lot of like Americana. Or like bluegrass, so Ooh. ah okay, yeah, yeah, all right. Bluegrass. And I'm really like getting into like old school country and stuff too. So like yeah. Way- Waylon Jennings, I mean Johnny Cash, um, the whole yeah, old stuff. Yeah, Loretta Lynn. So
0: hell yeah, watch a coal miner's daughter. It's her yeah. biography. It's a pretty good movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, just like just like you can't go wrong Whitney Houston. Just like if you want to get into R and B, just like I was, that's my kind of like entry point. Just Whitney, that record, it's so good. And I, I should um, know
2: Whitney because like. Being a gay man, they <laughs> go crazy for Whitney. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I mean, I know, like, her hits and stuff, but I, sh- yeah. I, sh- I should kind of get The hits
0: there were, you know, the more clubby stuff. You know, it's interesting. She started off, so Whitney, the album, what year did that come out? 1984? Uh, I think
1: seven, maybe.
0: 1987. That, so she had an album before that. Uh, yeah, this is
1: not her debut. Yeah. No.
0: Uh, I think her her debut album was Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. and that was 1984 85 and that was an r&b like pop pop soul r&b type album and then she kind of strayed away from that she got more pop and at that time pop music was more clubby and more like upbeat you know i want to dance with somebody yeah that's not necessarily r&b uh that's more pop and she got yeah i think that's
1: what the stuff i connected with of just like that like that and soul like her soul stuff
0: Mm -hmm. like but she got kind of in a little bit of trouble for that because it felt like she was kind of not betraying her race, but just kind of being like, mm-hmm. you know, where your roots were, you know, who your first fans were. And now you completely jumped over the aisle mm-hmm. to make I want to dance with somebody, which, you know, was a big hit. People black people liked I want to dance with somebody. Mm-hmm. But it was still like it wasn't like like she was trying like she was kind of abandoning like the Soul Train Music Awards for the Grammys and things, you know, it's sure. interesting, uh, span of, of, t- and then she kind of came back to R and B in the nineties. Most of our stuff is very R and B based. I don't know if you kept up with Whitney Andrew. I don't know if that's just the only album you like was her 1987.
1: That's, a, that's I'm young and like, I don't know a lot of things. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so yeah, like that, I like, what's the, what's the, um, Whitney Houston is like the, uh, her kind of like R and B root. Re- and then what's the one after that? Like what's,
0: the one after that was uh, something called Whitney Dancing Special. It was like, how will I know? Was, but well, how will I know? Was on the other one too. But then Whitney, Whitney was kind of the next album after that one. So on Whitney, what is it? I want to dance with somebody. I get so emotional. Uh, yeah. Uh, didn't we almost uh, didn't have, we have, have it all? Have it all. Yeah, that yeah. was more pop, and there a couple R and B songs on that album. Which let me see here. What was the R and B? R&B yeah, I just
2: associate her with like, because all the songs I've heard are her more pop songs. Yeah, so I just associate
1: yeah, her with Yeah, that's why pop. I asked, like, is she R&B? Because
0: like, that's like. Yeah, she 100% is. Uh, okay, got it. But, you know, she had a lot of, because again, like, you have to understand what what are we saying here when we say, is, a, is R&B pop or is pop? Because when you look at the charts, sometimes the number one song on the pop charts is an R&B song or a rap mm-hmm. song. Right. So is that a pop song or is it a hip hop song? You know? It's complicated. I, I, y'all music, spans. <laughs> music spans This is why I'm saying it's powerful.
2: I don't it's powerful. Like, I want I want one dimensional. I want I, want, <laughs> I don't like complicated.
0: You don't like mm. complicated.
1: No. I like I like the note C and that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You
0: like C? Like, you yeah. Like middle C and mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> and <laughs> y'all, else. y'all have a music podcast. That's yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> The 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 middle C record ten out of ten <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know about this other stuff um but yes uh <laughs> any other highlights any other like uh, stray observations highlights uh, before we get to final thoughts and ratings did we talk about trip uh I don't think so you oh. like trip I like trip a lot yeah
0: oh yeah <laughs> are you just saying that no are you I'm just not. saying that
1: <laughs> um once again on Carl's good side. <laughs>
0: I like no. Trip. I think Trip was fun. Trip was like the second single. And okay. uh it was yeah, it was it was it wasn't as good as Boot Up in my opinion. I think Boot Up mm-hmm. was like a real like that was like a song of the summer. Like you heard those those piano notes. It was like it it <laughs> went up like the party. It was over. Yeah, yeah, like it was it was one of those songs everybody loved to sing it. Everybody loved to sing along to it. I think that's what is great about a, just like a powerful song is like when when everybody lights up when the song comes on. It wasn't like the song that everybody got on the court. I mean, got on the court. Uh, <laughs> All my parties at basketball. Come games. on, it's <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, no, but it was like everybody. You know, everybody got on the dance floor. But it's just like it was that song that when you heard those notes, everybody just kind of like ah, we are in a groove. Yeah. Trip didn't necessarily yeah. do that, but it kind of was along the same lines, and it, you know, people still liked it. Sure.
2: Well, and I, like, I I related, I felt like I related to it a lot with just the, like, lyrical message of, like, not wanting to, because she's basically saying, like, you know, I have a lot of love to give, and sometimes that can come off, like, too much, and I don't want to scare him away, and I don't know, I feel the same way, like, with my relationship, where, like, I, like, I I love, I mean, I have a lot, I have a lot of love to give, and I, like, I consider myself a romantic and like, Aww. I love, I know, <laughs> I love, I love gi- love. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I love like giving gifts and shit like that. And he is not like, I mean, he's great. Like I love him obviously, but, uh, he's more, he's not quite as the romantic I am. And so sometimes I worry that I'm going to like
0: be overbearing or scare him off. So yeah, I don't I know. This song is his really love language. You what? Got to find out that love language. Mm-hmm. What's his love language? What does he like? Does he like giving gifts? I not I don't know. Yeah, Words well, no, he,
2: yeah, no, and we like, I mean, yeah, the physical touch is a big part of it, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't want to get like all into it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know, the song Talk just...
1: slower, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, the song just really resonated with me, so that's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see,
1: it, it's because
0: it's, it's... it's... Sean, you, you got songs out here, <laughs> I'm telling you, you just gotta listen to them. You just I gotta know. Listen to them. <laughs> Yeah, I know.
1: I, yeah, it's just like um, so. The thing she wanted to do with this song uh, trip is she. A lot of R and B songs are about oh, this person did something bad to me and I'm hurt and blah 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 blah. And then she wanted to flip it and do a song where oh, I was the one, I was in the wrong, so I'm going to apologize. I'm going to own up to my mistakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Important. Just, that's kind of that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> the problem with it, in my opinion, is. Uh, I just feel like my bad is like on the lower echelon of apologies. You know, you say <laughs> my bad when you kind, <laughs> you say my bad when you kind of like bump into someone accidentally. <laughs> oh my bad! Like this, it's not like when you're like, hey, I'm sorry. You, like uh, just like, you know, when you did that, it made me feel jealous and upset and anxious. And uh, my bad. Just like you know, it's like uh, just I like the it's a cool um, it's a cool uh, concept for a song. I just feel like the execution, like, and it's also just like, again, it's very, it felt very long. Just like her saying trip over and over again. Um Yeah.
0: <laughs> you you know, accountability is something that people don't always learn to uh take at a young age. So mm-hmm. maybe her saying my bad is like, that's the best apology you're going to get. Mm, yeah. Because again, <laughs> this album feels like very young, very yeah, sure. and yeah, mature. Sure. So like, you know, she's still learning herself. That's what she kind of saying on the end. Yeah, She's learning, yeah. Herself, learning that, herself within dating and, you know.
1: I think that's the thing about it is, like, when you say Ella May, the record, and it's like, it's, she's like, I, I think, like, 20, 24, 25 or 26 or something like that. That's pretty young. And, like, you don't have yourself kind of figure it out at that mm-hmm. age. Like, a lot of people don't, actually. Like, usually. Um, So... To say this is definitive l m a this is me. it feels a little I feel like with like a few more records and a few more she'll probably have some more things to say and like more like kind of like concrete like perspectives of like the world and stuff mm-hmm. um th- this is like a lot of this is like her young and figuring things out like which is I love those records. I think and, those are great,
0: and it's it feels real to me. it feels like mm-hmm. it feels like saying my bad. Like, I would never be like, no, that apology should be better. Like, <laughs> with a song about a person who don't want to apologize in the first place. People don't like to apologize. Yeah. Nobody wants to apologize, especially when they've done something wrong. Nobody wants to apologize. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, yeah. If I got if I ever got an apology out of a woman I dated in my 20s, ah, that'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: out, you would take up my bad. Um, yeah. uh, fine, just like, I really want to quickly just blow through my last highlights. Uh, got feelings great. Uh, just like the, uh, you know, the idea of like, you're looking in someone's eyes and just like, you know, something's wrong and that's making you anxious. And like that whole song being about that is great. Um, I love I like everything a lot. I think that's a good song. I love yeah. John Legend. He, he's he's one of the greats. And just like uh, I love the way you pay attention is such a beautiful, simple sentiments. It's so, it's like the, it's like Lady Bird, just like, you know, isn't it the same thing, love and attention? It's just like, one of my criticisms with, with this record is like, it's, uh, there's not a lot, to me, there doesn't feel like a lot to read in between the lines about, you know, it's, she's saying what she means, like pretty directly. And with, that's not bad, but like the idea in everything she's saying, I love how you read between the lines. You yeah. know, I love how you see me and see through all that stuff. Yeah. And I think that's, beautiful. I think that's really cool. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get through uh, final thoughts and ratings. Uh, the way this works is we'll rate this record out of 10. We'll rate it one out of 10 blanks. Uh, so I'll go first. Um, that was a pretty fun record. Like I admittedly, um, didn't have enough time to like g- get into it as much as I would like to. You know, because I, like, uh, yeah, I put it off a little bit. So, like, it was mostly today and yesterday, uh, a little bit of yesterday where I was, like, really just, like, listening to this record over and over again. So, like, maybe if I had a little more time with it, like, maybe it's just, like, if I had, like, a week or something like that to, like, and, like, I just, like, intentionally listen to it more, I would like it more. Because it seems like a grower, you know? It seems like something that grows on you a lot more. Um it's not a show. But as... <laughs> oh. <laughs> But as it is, um I feel like the lyricism is pretty weak generally, and like uh sometimes it gets samey and repetitive. At its best, it like, you know, lulls you, and occasionally there'll be like a really thoughtful pearl of wisdom or like a really great turn of phrase or something like that. She's a good singer, she has a lot of potential. Like this is a pretty decent this is a pretty promising debut record. So I'm gonna give it um L appraises
0: out of Um, how many L appraises
1: out of 10 L appraises.
0: Okay. Wow.
1: Actually. Yeah. I'll give it a seven. I'll give it seven L appraises. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. That's interesting. All right, Sean. Uh, we, uh, let's do Carl. Let's do Carl next.
0: Do me next. No, I want to hear what y'all got to say.
1: (laughs) All right. All right, Sean, we turn to you now. Um, yeah,
2: my I mean, are tied. <laughs> no, I mean, overall, I, I did, I, I enjoyed it. I just felt like a lot of the songs were, were lacking and felt a little bit monotone. Yeah, I don't know. And I felt like there were times when her voice shined, but it could have shined like a little brighter. No, overall, I am. I do think now that she's on my radar, I'm going to be looking out for her future releases to see kind of how mm-hmm. how she grows or how the music evolves, or shows, yeah, or shows, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, so yeah, as far as rating, I would say I would say six point five. Would you, call It's out of ten.
1: All right, Carl. Okay, this is your last chance to convert us. <laughs>
0: uh, I can't go. Co- I can't convert you to you guys. Got to do a lot of research before <laughs> I can convert you. Years and years of research. That's that's true. Uh, However, uh, I like her album. Uh, I like her as an artist. Uh, You know, she's not the, like I said earlier, she's not the strongest singer I've ever heard in my life. But she, the production value of this album, I felt, was really good. I felt like it really showed uh, Mustard's versatility from what he normally does. He's great. Uh, I like the song. I like the features that were on here. I like the... The songs that were chosen to be on the final product, I like more songs than I dislike, which always makes it a better album for me. Sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I like it. I'm gonna give it uh, for what it's worth, for what it is, for the 25, 23 to twenty five year old woman inside of me. I think <laughs> I would. I think this will speak volumes. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a 7.5 L praises. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: All right.
2: Uh yeah. I also just want to say too, uh, I really appreciate how and we touched on this a little bit earlier too but how we can all like peacefully disagree.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I don't this know is what we peacefully. can disagree <laughs> Oh no, I'm I'm coming for both of y'all. Gonna burn as soon my soon this recording.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> light a match at your apartment. Um <laughs> I'll quickly change my uh, my uh, uh, metric to uh, seven beady dadus out of ten. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, that was that was fantastic. Uh, now let's get into our <gasps> I've Been Mean to Listen to That. And I did. Playlist. list. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first time you've had me he's our, do that. He's, yeah, he's our guest co-host today, so it's <laughs> fine. Um... Let's uh, yeah, like uh, yeah, let's put some songs on our playlist. So, so the song I'm gonna pick to today is a song uh, I first came to know this from uh, Kevin T Porter's uh, "Horny Summer 2019" playlist. <laughs> um, so it's called uh, "Coffee" by Miguel. Click.
0: You like that?
1: Oh, I liked it. It was fun. Um Interesting.
0: <laughs> I didn't I wouldn't expect yeah. you to like that.
1: Yeah, I, I like yeah, I think that's a great song. Yeah, it's very it, sexy, it's really fun. It. Yeah, it's like just the melodies and stuff like that. Like this is like early exposure to Miguel. I'm not super familiar with him. Um so that's somebody uh, yeah, I, would, I, I, I would
0: recommend y'all to listen to is Miguel. You yeah, know I look I forward I to, to uh, listening to Miguel.
1: The subtitle of the song is Sex is Fun. It's Great. So, hmm. uh, <laughs> so yeah, but like the idea of just like, um, you know, having sex and then like having coffee in the morning. So like, you know, be, it being sensual and then like, you know, intimate in like a more wholesome way too. It's just like, it's very sweet. So yeah. Uh, who would like to go next? Carl, go ahead.
0: Me, yeah. All right, <laughs> I'll add a song. I'll add a song on you guys' playlist. Uh, it's a, a, a middle ground song. This is a poppy R&B electro electronic song. Do you guys, are you guys familiar with the artist Banks? I know. No, I, I know not. of them. Yeah. Okay, Banks. Uh, listen to the song I'm going to add to your playlist is called Contaminated by mm. Banks. Click. Show me the way. I like the way get the freeway. And it's also a, a sexy song. And it's good. It's 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 one of my favorites by her, and, and uh she's got a great voice. And uh it's it's pop like poppy RB pop. I don't know how to describe it, electro pop. It's fun. You'll like it. Cool. It's deep. Yeah. All right. So uh, shot we turn to you.
2: Yeah. So the song I, when I was listening to this album, there is, and I can't remember which song it is, but there's that like 808, like cowbell sound. And it reminded me of um, this song by this artist, Kamaya. Well, it reminded me of her whole album. So the song I wanted to, I guess, highlight off that her debut album uh, is called big Out the Bottle.
0: Big money, shut it down. Big money, I like to my drink. And I ain't got no shame at all bottle at the bottle I can't see' gonna out the bottle yeah,
2: a lot of the, the production the kind of reminded me of this Kamaya album, but again, it wasn't quite as exciting as the Kamaya album, but yeah, no I just think that whole album is like a super fun time and a lot of the LMA tracks reminded me of. Of Kamiya, So
0: It's the West Coast Sound. Kamaya's yeah, from the yeah. Bay Area. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so
1: much, Carl. You were such a wonderful guest. Like really Oh, exceeded, yeah. Thank you. You really exceeded our expectations, like, really, truly. Um, You were, you know, like, just the curiosity and, like, the insight and thoughtfulness was, like, really meaningful and touching. So thank you so much for guesting on our show. Thanks
0: for having me, guys.
1: Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Anything you'd like to, like, you know, uh, let people know of?
0: Uh, Be kind to each other. And, uh, watch, uh, watch TV and, uh, <laughs> listen to the flagrant ones on Patreon and, yep. uh, follow me on Instagram at damn it Carl. Don't follow me on Twitter. I'm going to delete it again. Um, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, Instagram? Yeah. Instagram, yep. uh, T1 underscore Sean five nine nine. If you want to see me talk about like diabetes stuff, uh, that's about it. That's. I'm not really active anywhere else, so.
1: Yeah, and uh, just, like, really quickly, the flagrant ones, I've been listening, I've been, like, listening to the backlog uh, just to prepare for this episode, and uh, I, I know nothing nothing about basketball, and, like, it's very accessible. It's, like, very, a, a lot of fun. So, uh, yes, so you can follow me at Andrew A. Lee on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You could follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram and uh, Twitter. You could follow... You could go check out our website at IBMTLTT.com. Uh, you could email us, love hate mail, or uh, mansplain things to us at ivanme to listen to that at gmail.com. Oh, um rate us five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts or rate us, review us, wherever you get our sh- get your shows. So let's conclude with a closing sentiment by Shaw. no, um Carl. Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one. Don't, Don't trip. trip. Tie your shoe. Alright, thanks so much everybody. Have a good day It's me, the it's me, Doctor Landlord again, uh here to evict you guys from this recording.